My name is Kimmer Foos, and I have been a professional day trader for 13 years. Welcome to the Life of a Day Trader podcast with the Foos 4 trading team, Michael Spinoza and Robert Millar. You are going to learn the ins and outs of day trading and hear real stories from professional traders. This is the Life of a Day Trader. All right, guys, what's up? My name is Cameron Foos, and we got the whole Foos 4 squad in the house tonight. We got a very important topic. Uh, one that we address all the time because a lot of our customer base actually comes from this genre. So today we're going to talk about getting started in trading while in college. I actually started out in college as well. Uh, we also have Evan, one of our students here. Uh, Evan, how old are you? 19? 19. 19, yep. getting started in college as well. He also is helping running the social media at Foosport. We also have Robert, who is the OG first partner at Foosport Trading. He also got started in the college game and now is the director of operations and the onboarder for new students. So if you do get started in trading, you'll most likely be talking to Robert Millar. Robert, give us a little wave and a what's up. What's up, guys? <laughs> there you go. I, th I think it switches the screens to only who is talking. So I wanted them to see your. Uh, oh, that's right. Your big mug over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, we got Michael Jordan Spinoza. I just made up the Jordan part, but <laughs> his middle initial is J. Mike, why don't you say what's up, bro? What do you do at Who's for? What's up, everybody? I am the full time trader in chat here for you guys on a daily basis, showing you guys my trades, um, living the life of a day trader, basically. So looking forward to sharing some information with you today. Yes, sir. Mike is the man with the plan. He is banking left and right and center and down and up on a regular basis, live on our Foosport broadcast. But anyways, guys, I want to get started talking about my kind of start as a day trader in college, I started in 20 and actually got, uh, I get this question all the time. Somebody emailed or DM me in Instagram yesterday. I said, yo, Foos, how'd you get capital? Or I mean, how do I get capital to get started in trading? And that's a great question. My path was a little bit different than probably most and some that uh, a lot of people probably don't want to take this risk, but I basically, I was a big car guy in college. I still am a car guy now, even though I don't have any cars anymore. I travel full time, as you can see, I'm in Bali, Indonesia. But um, I had saved up to buy a 1998 BMW M3. I literally, it was only like eleven or twelve thousand dollars. I actually got it. It was a salvage title. I bought it off of fucking eBay from New York. It was a kind of a piece of shit when I got it, but it looked good in the photos <laughs> online. And I had it shipped to New York, to uh, Eugene, Oregon, from New York where I bought it. And that was like by my dream car, having a BMW M3 in college. So I had saved up some money. My mom gave me a little bit of cash. And also my great uncle had recently passed away and had a little bit of cash from that. So it wasn't super expensive. It was I think 11 or 12K online. And I wanted to learn how to day trade stocks, but clearly I had no money to do it. And the only option I had to have capital right now to get started was to sell my car and take that risk and say, all right, you know what? I'm going for it. I'm going to sell my car. Obviously a lot of you guys 
I'm gonna be like, well, fuck, I'm not selling my car. I need a car. <laughs> so uh, it was a little bit different, but I made a sacrifice or I did what I had to do to actually, you know, have that capital. And fortunately I did have a car to drive after that. My, the same great uncle that recently passed away did have a, a 1990 something Ford Ranger, zero options. It was almost like purple maroon. It was a really ugly car. It wasn't like a cool car. And especially being a car guy going from like your dream car from 1998 BMW M3, mind you, this was in 2005. Uh, super sick Beamer to going down, downgrading to this piece of crap truck. You know, obviously not feeling very cool in that, but I wanted to learn at a day trade. So that was kind of what I had to do and what I did. I made a sacrifice to actually have some capital to get started in day trading in college. And from there, I ended up losing all that money very short amount of time later. And this is also something that we're going to address here and which is the why, why did I lose money and why did I lose all that money? And basically it was lack of understanding that this is a profession and not just something you dabble in. A lot of people want to dabble a lot. A lot of people want to get started now. They're not patient enough to actually learn anything. And they want to, they see me or Mike or somebody else on Twitter or whatever, making money. They're like, oh man, that would be great. I really want to make money, but they don't understand how much time and effort and discipline goes into actually becoming to earn that label of calling yourself a day trader. A lot of people, you know, these days are always like, oh, I, I trade. And then they're talking about crypto. Nobody, honestly, nobody, a lot of these people can, can't even call themselves crypto traders because they haven't even been doing it for a year, but they got lucky in the bubble. And now they think they're experienced and have, you know, uh, knowledge to call themselves an expert in this game when you have no consistency, you know, do this for 10 years and then you can call yourself, you know, a pro. And that's, that's what's difficult is having consistency in this game. But I think for me, probably the biggest pitfall and difficulty in trading in college was my lack of ability to not party, <laughs> especially when the market opened at six 30 in the morning and I was partying about five days a week. But in 2005, I was a swing trader. So I honestly didn't even have to be up at the open. I would purchase my stocks the day after the breakout. So the game has changed a lot. And that's also what I wanted to have Evan come on. Um, and tell him, tell us about his kind of path uh, because now we're day traders and I was a swing trader when I was in college. So I really didn't even have to get up with the open. I could be a lot more patient. Um, and you know, you could swing for 20 to 50% on these trades a lot easier than you could. But this is over 10 years ago. I started trading when I was 20 and 33 now. So this is 13 years ago uh, when I was getting started. But um Evan, why don't you tell us maybe what your kind of biggest pain points or what are your, what is the most difficult part about day trading in college today for you? Um, yeah, I guess probably first and foremost, I guess uh, a lot of people worry about time. So I kind of take you to what I do. So first semester I had math calculus, painful and brutal, but uh, that was at, I ended, I believe 9 a.m., it was Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and at 9 a.m. And um, <laughs> there was actually, I would literally make my watch list sitting in the back of the class there, kind of like sifting through charts and sifting through uh, 
know, pre-market scans and whatnot. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was a little bit difficult because then it ended at nine. I had to kind of sprint on over to my dorm room, hook everything up and, uh, get ready for that. But needless to say, I did it. And, uh, second semester, you know, kind of reconfigured everything in my schedule. And, um, then basically I'd have it for the open, um, I'd be in my dorm room for the open and then all my classes were, I think 1 PM and afterwards. So that's, that was a big help, but, um, you'll definitely get some scrutiny in those, uh, in those classes. One of my, the professor, actually the calculus professor, uh, as I was sitting in there one morning doing, uh, just sitting through charts and stuff. And like I said, making my watch list, he said, uh, in front of the entire class auditorium of like 375 people in there. I mean, it was just a massive auditorium. He goes, all right, I see you're doing a lot of black magic there, son. And it's got a few chuckles and it was, it was, it was rough. And here I was like, there was, uh, I vividly remember two, two seats behind me. There was this, uh, girl that I was slightly into and I saw her laughing afterwards. I was like, I thought I was being this, you know, badass here. Like, look at me, I'm training and all this in class and all that. Dude ripped into me, so but, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's another complication there. Definitely getting approval from some people uh, that are their values, I guess, are hard set in uh, the traditional uh, formal education. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, all my friends when I was you know twenty in my low twenties were talking shit like, "What? What are you doing? Like, what's this fucking basically black magic you're trying to get into?" And all of them, <laughs> nobody believed in me. Except for my mom, maybe. <laughs> Got it. But that's an unconditional belief. Uh, but another thing you, you said there, um, you talked about math and math being difficult. And a lot of people are just, they, they think trading is doing math, which is completely 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there is numbers involved and you got to be like quick on your toes, being able to click figure out your risk management part of trading and whatnot. But a lot of people are like, oh, Foose, you must be a numbers guy. I'm like, no, I'm really bad at numbers, to be honest. Uh, so that's a, a misconception that I wanted to break down there, um, that it's not about numbers. And, and speaking of which, when you're talking about the college thing, I was in, I was either finance or an accounting class, I think sophomore year of college. And the professor was definitely a fundamental analysis and started dogging on technical analysis. And this is back when I had the technical trader.net and I was like, raised my hand, like, excuse me. Um, I don't believe in what you're saying. I <laughs> uh, basically had him pull up my website and kind of explain what I did in the middle of class. Um, and just basically, he just kind of like brushed me off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a stupid 20 year old kid, whatever. Um, but I know Mike as well, speaking of people doubting you, I know you had mentioned that people uh, kind of doubted what you were doing. So what, how did you with uh, that Mike did not get in college? He, oh, my internet's, there we go, I'm back. Uh, he did not get started in college. Uh, I was just asking Mike to kind of address um, people doubting him even though he didn't get started in college, he went to school to be in finance and then became uh, a broker. So how did you battle with that, Mike, and people doubting you in this game? Um, I think maybe, and Evan can can relate to this after, like starting in college, I was finance and economics as well. So there's a lot of pressure to like get a a sick job after, you know, like in the corporate world, making bank. And um, when you take that other route, that no one is taking 
which is basically the day trader, you know, no, nothing guaranteed life. Um, anywhere it's it's frowned upon a little bit. Like it's it's like a huge risk. And but at the same time, until you see, and this is what social media is kind of thankful for. Like came across Foos, Rob, now Evans with us, and there's a whole community of traders that make a ton of money. And once you see that other life and get a taste of it, it's almost hard to go back to like the real world, you know? Um, addicting. <laughs> yeah, it's addicting. And it's also, it's, a, I love the challenge, you know, and um, it's the sky's the limit type of mentality. And I think um, a lot of people, you know, gravitate towards that. And on top of the freedom, which you really can't put a price on, you know, um, doing what you want when you want. And um, so when I started out after college, my biggest regret really is the learning curve. You know, like everyone can make money a couple times and, and getting lucky, but I think to understand and be a pro at it, you know, if you have that two, maybe one to three years of experience already, if you start out in college and you start out in like your early twenties, then like by your mid twenties, you could be set, you know? And um, I think Foos can kind of like add to that, you know, like I see some kids now that are almost, um, you know, the tw 23, 22, making um, surreal amounts of money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, was talking about before this. It's bananas. Just the, the, the acceleration of uh, people's ability to make money. You know, it, and you guys, my, I didn't make money for three years after trading. I was basically treading water. I actually blew my account up three times. And this is something that's not necessary in trading to blow your account up, but it's a very common thing. And that's also kind of like what we're talking about, people doubting you. There, there's a lot of negativity and neg negative emotions about day trading. And that's because so many people lose money in this game. But there is a systematic way to approach day trading to do it correctly. And the reason why everybody loses money trading is because they get started the wrong way. The exact way that I did, I went to eTrade.com, opened up a trading account in 2005, went to the homepage and found the cheapest stock to buy. No clue what they did. Not that that even matters, but the fact That's that I had just, yeah, the fact so that I just basically, you know, <laughs> opened up the website, like, oh, here's the cheapest stock on the website. I'm going to buy this one. You know, it's, it's a really stupid way to approach trading and what most people do. So the biggest reason why people fail in trading is because of lack of, lack of education and impatience rather not under, not, uh, taking the right steps to actually get trade, uh, get started the right way and actually educate. So yeah, this whole industry, not, it's basically frowned upon by the outside world because people don't understand it and there, there's a lot of risk and it's scary, but there's a lot of appeal when they see people making money and then they try to do it themselves and they don't. And then they're like, fuck these guys. Like it's not real or whatever. And that's, Basically. yeah. And that's understandable because it's not easy. It's like, it's not easy at all. Norbert was talking about last night. He's like, why is it so hard to get fucking abs? Cause he's just started doing intermittent fasting and <laughs> starting to work out. And I was like, dude, if they, if it was so easy, it wouldn't be special. You know, <laughs> yeah. sure. same with trading. It's uh, it's not something easy to get. It's a lot of discipline and a, a lot of hard work. So Robert, why don't you kind of tell us about, you know, trading college and maybe, because you speak with students the most, especially not even students, just people interested in becoming students, becoming day traders. 
what are some of the kind of the pain points and doubts that you hear on a regular basis from people who are inquiring about becoming traders? Cause obviously I get DMS all day, like, Oh, how do I get started? Or I don't have any money. Where do I get capital? Obviously I freaking sold my car. Not everybody can sell their car or they need to get to work or whatever they're doing. So why don't you kind of uh, give us some of the things you hear and what kind of uh, routes and options you have in mind that, you know, is a way for them to get started. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard pretty much everything um, that you can imagine from people. So, uh, you know, look, this trading game, you know, like as everyone was touching on now, it is a profession and a lot of people, there are some misconceptions there. But, you know, when I got started, I knew that I wanted to do this. It was uh, I got bit by the bug. It was kind of a passion. Um, now, I didn't really get focused and started the, you know, the right way in the beginning, but, you know, everything is a journey. So, uh, so just so you know, I'm here to kind of help narrow that journey down for you. Um, now, as far as people that are, are, you know, in college and, you know, a lot of questions, well, first it'll start out like this. Hi, I'm so-and-so and they'll always state their age. They're like, I'm 17 or I'm 18. So I feel like if they're under 23 or 22, their second sentence is their age for some reason. I don't know. So, so why does that matter? So why are they, t they seem like they, they all right off the bat, they think they're maybe too young, uh, which is just not the case. You can get started at any age. So forget that. You know, first of all, trading is a young man's game. So, um, you know, if you are younger, that's great. So now the only issue with that is a lot of people start with different backgrounds. There's, I feel like there's kind of two different, uh, 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 categories like there's rich students and then there's the average student now i wasn't really a rich student but um there's you mentioned how they always kind of struggle with issues like getting money right so i mean the money is out there you know a lot of people kind of overreact to college experience uh it, it for me i had plenty of time i worked in college uh, full-time almost traded you know and and got good grades so it can be done. You're looking at Evan here. I mean, he's he's uh, started college, excuse me, started trading as a freshman. So there's lots of, you know, it wasn't easy for any of us, but we just made it happen. Um, the main thing that I get is a lot of excuses. Like, um, you know, my girlfriend left my apartment or you, you name it. They're, but I, they're just all excuses. So you just got to get that out of your head. What's the solution to these things to get you where you need to be? It doesn't have to be in a month or, or two months. You know, I had someone that was crazy, spoke to me um, about getting started. He was about 17 at the time. And he had uh, um, a lot of things going on. Like he just uh, was working and not making enough, but he was really passionate about joining. And I literally heard from the guy two years later, and he was ready and set. So he had hustled. Now, hopefully it doesn't take you guys two years, but he did. He, he literally saved up for two years. I think he was from another country. Um, and guys, there's people that are not as fortunate as us, us are to you know, grow up in the United States. Um, so if when I start hearing excuses and I know those people out there that are in countries with very, very low wages that make it happen for themselves, there's literally no excuses. So. So get off your ass, uh, number one, um, you know, work some extra hours, do what you gotta do. Now what I did, a uh, little bit of a shady route to get started, but um, <laughs> if it is one route you can do. Um, 
<laughs> is, you know, I, you know, took, uh, basically I registered for, for classes. I took 12 credits, got a loan for that. I dropped three credits, took that $4,000 extra that, I, that the university credited back to me. And then I opened up an account. Yes. That's what I did. <laughs> I, did I didn't even know that. I told you. Yeah. Yeah. You can, um, <laughs> you basically apply for the student loan and you can drop a class and then the university has to credit that back to you as long as you don't, you know, go too far in that, that, uh, that, that class. So, uh, you know, a little risky there. You don't want to do that. Obviously the better route is to just work and save, um, you know, uh, follow the market as much as you can and just do what you got to do, hustle and get started, but to stop the excuses. That's the main point here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty funny. I didn't know that. But yeah, everybody has to make some sort of sacrifice, especially if you don't, if you don't come from a rich family, you either got to save up, sell something like I did, um, or fucking. Yeah. I bust, uh, five times a week at a restaurant dealing with a lot of, uh, the uh, elderly people down here in Florida, which is definitely interesting. If you don't bring their soup on time or pick their bread up or box their food in time, it's, it gets a little ugly. Wait, so let's talk about this. Okay. What about elderly people and tipping? How did that go? Uh, um, they tip? They tip or well, see, tip? I, I was a busser. So the servers would tip me out. So the right. servers still did not tip well at all. <laughs> I oh, think cause wow. the uh, elderly people gave the servers bad tips. And they were like, you know what? Screw this. I got nothing. So you're going to get nothing too. So I was like the bottom of the food chain. It was a, <laughs> it was a little rough. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. Mike, did you have a job before um, you started working at a broker? Yeah, I was at basically um, like at college. I had a little bit, like I said, with Foos, like a, a couple grand in an E-Trade. I mean, a Meritrade that I just like was longing, you know, at least low cap, whatever, small cap, looking for the home run. It never worked out. So I had a job as an analyst for a little bit. And then um, you know, I just saved a ton of money. I lived at home for a while. You know, And anyone can save up enough now, guys, to get started. There's brokers that will accept like 2500 bucks. I'm not recommending everyone go and do that. But like Rob said, there's no excuses to not give it a try. Um, so I saved if, up enough if, and if it ended up adding up. Exactly. If it's your dream and your passion, anything is possible. Um, yeah, and plenty of people now start with, you know, a few thousand and you can turn that into 25, 30, you know, within a couple of months to a year plus. And, you know, at that point, you're in the driver's seat once you get over uh, the PDT rule and everything. Yeah, that's the biggest barrier is just getting over the PDT rule, the pattern day trader um, rule. And I, t I was part of a, uh, a prop firm before going over that, which allowed me to uh, trade freely. And we have options for that as well, uh, similar to that. But another thing for most e-college kids um, that are wanting to learn how to day trade, one of the most annoying and dumb questions we get is what broker to use, which at the end of the day, doesn't even freaking matter because you have no idea how to day trade. So for you to be going and opening an account right now is like the dumbest way to even get started or close to even get started. You literally need to have the knowledge of a pro day trader before you ever get started or open up a paper trading account. Uh, we have a simulator at Foos4 Trading called Foos Sim where you can actually paper trade 
uh, your way to proving that you can actually actually make money trading. Even though paper trading and a real trading is like a night and day difference because it all becomes emotional once your money is actually on the table, but you should never start trading in a real market environment until you've proven to yourself that you can actually make money in a paper account because clearly if you can't do it on a paper account, you're going to lose money with a real account. So it's a really easy way to get started. It's just like playing Monopoly with fake money. Same thing with uh, day trading. I forget, what's the uh, the capital amount you start with in uh, uh, the Foo Simulator, Rob? We have it set um, at a standard of 25 grand, but um, literally we can set it to anything. So if you have a number in your head that you're thinking that you would like to trade with, once you're ready, um, it is a good idea to message us and say, hey, set my amount to such and such, you know, 3,000 or whatever. And we can do that. And then you can actually progress and uh, prove to yourself that you can do it with the amount that you're going to get start with, started with. Yeah. And that's just a great way to get started guys. Cause if you start out trading and all of a sudden you're down 30% in your account within the first week, cause you're a fucking idiot. You just don't know what you're doing. The ability to recover from that mentally is going to be very difficult, especially if you don't have a game plan. It's one thing if you go in with a, a game plan and you just, don't execute it, but you know what that game plan is. And you're just like, all right, I just need to get my discipline on point, get my psychological self uh, ready to do this, and I can recover from this. But if you go in with no game plan and no understanding of the market, you lose 30, 50% right off the bat, you're clearly not going to make a recovery from that because you have no idea what you're doing. And for me, you guys, the reason why I lost for three years, because when I was partying five days a week, which is a big <laughs> issue, uh, but Two was lack of discipline. So by the end of year one, I was confident I could make money in the stock market day trading. The problem was my lack of discipline to actually follow my game plan and have the discipline to click buy and sell when my system that I had sort of devised at the time uh, to actually enter and exit these stocks when I wanted to. My other big pitfall was that I was trying to swing for home runs. I wasn't approaching this as a long-term game. I was approaching it as a short-term game where how can I double my account by the end of this month? So there was a, there was a stock called, this was kind of like the last straw, but the last time I blew my account up uh, before I started making money, there was a company called Games and Flicks, which was like a game rental service, basically kind of like Netflix. I was like, oh man, this is, this is my fucking chance to make it big in the stock market. I was trading at like 0. 0.008 cents a share, which like doesn't, doesn't even exist <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I fucking, I think it, this is, I think I had like 10 K in my account at the time. So I put it, put in the entire 10 grand uh, into this stock. It's it was like a Momo play. It had gone up like a hundred percent already. I'm like, yo, this thing's going to like five bucks. Going to be rich. This is my opportunity. And you get married to a stock. You start fantasizing about bullshit that's not real. You're just thinking in your head, like, what if it went to this price? You know, how much money would I make? And, uh, you start looking at whips online. Yeah, you start shopping. Oh, man, once this gets to blah, 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 X price, I'm going to buy this or whatever like that. And so 
uh, it didn't go anywhere and ended up dropping 50% in a week. And I lost half my account in a week. And I didn't recover from that because <laughs> I just lost 50% of my account because I went all in on one stupid play, which was clearly not what my system was telling me to do. You got to be diversified, only invest a fraction of your uh, portfolio into one given stock at a time so that if one stock goes south, it doesn't kill your trading career. It just gives you a little bit of a setback that you can easily recover from. So that was another thing that I was doing was lack of discipline to actually follow my system and manage risk correctly. I was trying to play it as a short-term game or I would make a steady amount of profits using the system over like four or five months. And then I would see one opportunity and go balls deep on it. There was another one called diet D I E T, which was, I believe a meal delivery service for healthy food at the time. This was back in like 2006 or seven, maybe. And I had been doing pretty well with my account. Um, I think I even lost like 70% of my account down to like two grand. And then I built it back up to 10 grand from there. And then diet was coming out with earnings and the guys over at Three Stocks on Fire, who I kind of started out at, they're all about this stock diet, but they're tra trading it pre-earnings. So like, yo, this thing is going to have some hot earnings. We're going in here big time, and this is going to blow up. So I reinvested my whole entire account again. I think this was before Games and Flicks, actually. Uh, and sure enough, on earnings, the stock tanks like 40 to 60%. And that was the end of my <laughs> trading career for the second time uh, before I blew it up a uh, third time. Uh, but well, you came back. Yeah. So every time that I blew my trading account up, it was because I was swinging for the fence on one big trade and it never worked. So that's, it's just lacking discipline and lacking uh, the ability to follow the system. But at this, at this whole time, I knew and I had confidence that my system worked and I could do this. But then I would stray from my path, do something fucking stupid and blow my account up and have to restart over. And that's the thing about trading, guys, is you can't stray from the path in this game. And if you do, you're going to get bit. But sometimes you might get lucky and people get that beginner's luck or they take a big risk and it works out well. The problem with doing that is if you make it a habit it's not going to work out in the long run. So you have to be approaching this as a long-term game. Um, Mike, did you have any uh, examples of lacking discipline that led to any downfalls? Um, I think um, it's very important to stress getting your emotions in mind right in the morning. So like one time I, I was in Vegas for my brother's bachelor party waking up and yeah, you know, different time zone, hungover as hell. But you know, shooting for the shooting for the stars, I guess. So I remember being down like four grand within like ten minutes. I sent like Fus and Rob a pick, and then um, you know, that amount of money to most people is like, you know, if you don't have the cushion to withstand uh, drawdowns, and that goes back to like swinging through the fences, like Fu said. You know, it's not about that. It's about the consistency. You got to be able to take those drawdowns and um, be able to come back because most people will start with so, so little and would risk so much. And that's one thing I never did when I started out. And that's what um, leads you to be able to be profitable, you know, is that I guess um, junkie mentality, just the straight gambler, you know. 
Yeah, it's another thing. People think a lot of times, guys, you can get leverage on your account where you can day trade with about four times the amount that you actually have in your in your uh, trading account, and you shouldn't use that unless, like, the only example I could say is if you're day trading a large cap stock like Amazon, which trades at like I don't even know what it is now, but when I was trading, it was like at seven hundred dollars per share. If you trade a thousand shares, that's $700,000. So sometimes I would trade a thousand shares of that, but I would be managing the risk to only take, you know, looking for a 50% move on it and risking, you know, kind of 20% on the downside. So you can still trade with that amount of capital, but utilizing leverage is not something you should do in the beginning at all. Um, at least if you know what you're doing, I would just say that's what yeah. goes back to educating yourself because leverage is a double edged sword. Like that's why you see people doing the small account challenge where they start with, you know, 500 bucks and then they can turn it into 30,000 because the way these longs, I guess, have ripping lately, you know, 30 cent stock going to four bucks. That's where margin is your best friend. But you have to also know what you're doing at the end of the day. It's, yeah, uh, I think really the bottom line. Yeah, because I mean, if you only have, you know, 5,000 in your account and you're leveraging it times five to, to make a $25,000 trade. Yeah. The loss, a small percentage loss on that 25K yeah, can easily done. blow your account up because you only have $5,000 risk uh, available to manage that. So um, anyways, guys, I think uh, unless Robert, you have anything else to say, I just want to, uh, you know, let you guys know, one, this game is not easy. And that's 100% factual. But the Foos4 team here, that is the only reason why we run this business is to try to help people get to profitability a lot sooner than they would or probably never would without any sort of education. So that's what we do at Foos4 Trading, guys, is teach new and advanced traders as well. Because you can be an advanced trader, but might not like the system. Maybe the system you're, you're using isn't working for you. So you got to find a niche that works for you. And that's what we try to teach you guys at Foosport is the Foosport trading strategy. We both do longs, but lately we do a lot more shorts than longs. That's when we make money going on the downside. And if you follow kind of the trend of the top traders out there, the best traders out there who are making the most money, all short stocks. And that's really where we kind of have shifted our focus because we have realized that's where the money is. And that's what we try to teach you guys on a daily basis. At Foos4, we have a 90-day mentorship program. Uh, you get all four training courses, Foos4 1, 2, and 3, in addition to our most important training course, Cloud9, which discusses all about your discipline mentality. It's Cloud9. We call it It's the psychology DVD. Like I said before, I had the confidence that I knew I could make money trading, but it took me three years to master my trading psychology and discipline. So that's what we kind of close off that trading with, or that training with this cloud nine, teaching guys the psychological aspect of trading. Then you also get five days a week of our live trading broadcast with me and big Mike, uh, where we actually stream live just like this, uh, where you can actually watch us trade live and we screen share. And there's also three times per week mentor classes with, Big Mike, the man with the plan, giving you guys the rundown on all of the trades of the day. Um, but if you guys uh, want to get started, go to foosfortrading.com backslash webinar. And that's going to be a free one-hour masterclass, kind of giving you guys an intro to the 90-day program. Um, 
But that's it for me today, guys. Uh, unless anybody else has any closing arguments. Uh, yeah, just uh, let's, let's kind of summarize here, you know, for you college students thinking about getting started. Um, you know, it has to be a passion for you. Um, look, you're in school for a reason. Um, you know, we're not saying don't pursue that, but if trading is certainly a, a passion, you know, follow it. You have dreams of, of being a professional day trader, do it, follow it 100%, no matter what your dreams are, you know, you can do it. Every minute, every second of the day is there for you to seize and take advantage of. Um, so also ignore the doubters. There's gonna be people that don't understand this so that's why we have a community of hundreds of people that do understand it, reach out to us. And, uh, you know, you always want to be seeking positivity for a reinforcement of your dreams. Ignore all the doubters. And thirdly, just no excuses. I don't want to get any emails that I have this problem. I have this. They're just all mental barriers. Just, just forget it. Forget it. And the only way to, um, if you have those things, is just to grind it out like Evan here did. You know, he bust tables, um, uh, you know, at, with a bunch of old geezers uh, for months and months to, to, to get where he needed to be. So make it happen. Um, you know, you all can do it. You know it. Just stop with the excuses. Grow up. Let's talk about, you know, actually how we can help you get there. Um, but you also have to help yourself. So, and um, also, you know, once you do get started, follow your strategy, you're going to be, um, you know, tempted to stray uh, based on emotional things. Um, you know, not every day is going to be perfect in this game. So just recognize that. And it's all a mental game. And, you know, basically we're proof. So all of us got started, you know, in college uh, for the most part. Uh, so um, Evan here is still in college and trading. Um, so we kind of have, um, you know, Two, three interesting stories here. Um, you know, Cameron got started, Evan in college, and me as well. So, and uh, definitely, you can do it. If Evan can do it, I can do it. You guys can do it. Cameron can do it. You guys can do it. So, um, just uh, we're here to help, and and definitely, just just want to reinforce all those things. So, Evan, anything? How about give us some like little uh, tips and tricks about trading college? Uh, how did you actually? Was it easier for you to change your schedule? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, definitely pretty helpful, but, um, I mean, at the same time, if one semester, yeah, I guess I'll go back to, I mean, even, uh, you know, I'll have a bad day or something and I'll vent to Mike a little bit and he'll be like, you know, you have four years of time, like you know, relax <laughs> a little bit. You're, True. you're kind of, you know, free for four right. years. I mean, there's no bills. There's no, you know, you don't have a house, uh, you know, That's what I I'm, I'm like, yeah. Like, I get these like emails, like, hi, I'm 19. I'm like, first of all, all of us would like to just be back in college again. So shut up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, like you're like all these, like, come on. I'm like, dude, just, seriously, you're young. Like you got four years. You got way, way less responsibilities right now than you will later on. So use this time to focus on anything you need to better yourself, including your education as well. Um, so yeah. I mean, like you said, the excuses, uh, I mean, I've definitely heard some stuff from friends and whatnot. I mean, honestly, I'm a double major with a minor and, you know, 4.0 and, you know, I still put seven to eight hours in a day into this. And uh, so you got a yeah, if you want it, then. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, he never told us that. You're a humble, you're a humble, humble guy, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. As this stuff starts uh, taking off some more, so this will. It'll be interesting to see in the fall what the GPA drops to a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> but how's your schedule? Do you have your schedule for next semester yet? Yeah. So, um, I, no I actually, what? no, I actually finessed it to all online classes. So I am oh, going my to God. be You're like a pro at this. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, it took a lot of sweet talking, three different departments to go around send some emails wow. around and yep. So I'll be in my, uh, apartment in the library if, uh, Anyone wants to catch me there. So, so. there you go. So, yep. uh, so we got Evan, uh, college trainer, advanced level here. So that's how you do it. <laughs> yep. Impressive. All right. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, but I mean, overall, I mean, if you're in college like me, honestly, look at these next four years as kind of time to – you know, not experiment, obviously training isn't like just some science experiment you throw your money into and some time and mess around. But, you know, if you really want it, like, I know I want it. This is literally the only thing that I want to do. It's what I've wanted to do for years. And, you know, you got four years to take as many stabs as you possibly can at this thing. And even afterwards, I mean, you still have some time. And once you graduate, you're still 21, 22. I mean, (laughs) young and dumb, ready to risk it all. (laughs) <laughs> weren't you also in a high school stock club or something huh um i kind of did my own uh sort of stuff well i okay i did a stock market game i guess in like a year that kind of sparked my okay. that was one of the things that sparked my interest the other was uh when my grandparents lost about half a million in the market and that was a ugly downturn that kind of sparked me but yeah in high school i would just sit in the back of class and flip through charts and charts and charts and read. So I was the weird kid in the back of the class. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Not so weird anymore. I mean, four years <laughs> if you watch this laughing, holy shit. That's right. Prove the doubters, yeah. right? And that only yeah. happens with muscle. Yeah, that felt, uh, that thing feels good to drive every morning. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You just got the new car. Mm-hmm. All right, keeping it clean. Eh, it's tempting. It's black, so that's that's a difficult color to keep keep care of. I told Mike that. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, looks, the best now. looks the best. <laughs> yeah. It shines. It only lasts a day or two, and then it's it basically dust. Yeah. <laughs> the water spots. I used to have rags, like microfiber towels, in my car all the time in the trunk, so I'd go wash it, and then at like almost every time I would get out of the car in my garage, I would just wipe all the dust off. Yeah, you had all black. You had three, yeah, a couple all black. <laughs> yeah, my cars have always been black. I guess my the BMW that I sold that I bought in New York on eBay was red, nice and flashy red. But uh, yeah. cool. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast of Life of a Day Trader. Uh, getting started in college with the Fusport team. We are out of here. Stay tuned for the next. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell everybody about it and, uh, you know, have confidence in yourself and let's make it happen. And hopefully see you guys in our training program soon. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. See you. Peace.